Welcome to the Identity Theft Resource Center's Weekly Breach Breakdown for October 1st, 2021. I'm James Lee, and our podcast today is possible thanks to support from Experian. Each week, we take a look at the most recent events and trends related to data security and privacy. This week, we're going to dig into a troubling development that we all kind of knew was coming, but maybe just didn't want to admit it. Cybercriminals are finding ways to steal those one-time passcodes you send to your phones by text. I can almost feel the collective, oh man, you're saying to yourself right now. It reminds me of the time when I was running through my grandparents' kitchen and I knocked a brand new pie plate off the counter, prompting my grandmother to utter that phrase that we all dread, this is why we can't have nice things. In our adult world, this seems to be every time someone comes up with a new way of protecting our personal information from the grubby little fingers of threat actors, the criminals find a new way to snatch our data. That seems to be the case when it comes to two-factor authentication, also known as multi-factor authentication, or MFA. This week, a cybersecurity research team at Intel 471 issued a report that noted, quote, two-factor authentication is one of the easiest ways for people to protect any online account. So, of course, criminals are trying to circumvent that protection, end quote. Cyber thieves are using a wide range of tactics to gain account information, including impersonating banks and legitimate services on phone calls. On these calls or through social engineering methods, the attackers deceive people into giving them a one-time password or other verification code via a mobile device, which the crooks then use to steal money from the now-compromised account. The criminals buy easy-to-use applications that send a potential victim a text message requesting his or her phone number. Once a target's phone number has been entered into a chat message, the malicious application takes over from there. The researchers at Intel 471 found that about 80% of people who are targeted by the cybercriminals will end up providing their information to threat actors, allowing them to drain the money from their account. Variations on these attack schemes include specialty software that targets accounts on social media networks, such as Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat, as well as financial services like PayPal and Venmo. There is even an automated tool that allows an attacker to make any phone call appear to be from a specific bank. Once a call is answered, the criminals use a script to trick potential victims into sharing info such as ATM PIN numbers, credit card verification codes, or one-time passwords. Quoting the Intel 471 researchers again, quote, while SMS and phone-based one-time password services are better than nothing, criminals have found ways to socially engineer their way around the safeguards, close quote. It was always a matter of time before the bad guys found a way around this layer of defense. In these particular instances, the weak security link is the user, who willingly gives information to someone they believe to be a legitimate representative of a company where they do business. The ITRC advises you to always verify the legitimacy of any contact that you do not initiate. Whether it's a phone call, an email, a text, or a social media instant message, don't share any personal information with anyone you do not personally know and trust unless and until you verify the person contacting you is who they claim to be. And they have a good reason for asking you for information they should already know. By the way, today is the first day of Cybersecurity Awareness Month, 
and the ITRC has a full list of activities planned, including participating in industry events, special guests on our sister podcast, The Fraudian Slip, and we'll issue two very important reports this month. Next week, on October 6th, we'll issue our Q3 data breach analysis that shows how many new data compromises were reported in the past three months and what the trends tell us. Then, on October 27th, we'll issue our very first business aftermath report as a companion to our long-time report on the impact of identity crimes on consumers. The business aftermath report will look at what happens to small businesses and solopreneurs after a security breach a data breach, or both. If you think you have been the victim of an identity crime or a data breach and you need help figuring out what to do next, you can speak with an expert advisor on the phone, chat live on the web, or exchange emails during our normal business hours. Just visit idtheftcenter.org to get started. Thanks again to Experian for supporting the ITRC and this podcast. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of the Weekly Breach Breakdown. Thanks for listening.